Hello, hello. We are back to the regular podcast, but the theme of this week is slightly special. Today, the seven-year reign of Better Call Saul has ended, and it's regarded as one of the best TV series of the decade. It actually has been something I've been completely ignoring the entire entirety of its run, but because of the enormous amount of positive word of mouth, I decided to catch up on it, finally caught up on it over last weekend, and then today caught the finale with everyone else. So we're commemorating the end of Better Call Saul, um, the end of the Breaking Bad universe, at least for now, unless they want to do a trilogy. And I think I'm just going character by character, and most of them are going to be characters unique to the Better Call Saul universe. The first is Chuck McGill. I know that you want to work with Michael McKeon, and you have done it on the X-Files. Yeah. Can you and Peter talk a little bit about what what your thought was in in this character though and and what you know why you were going to have jimmy's brother have this kind of condition and where you How came up with the condition you know, and uh, to me it was, this was the, the the invention of uh of chuck was, was one, maybe the key thing that happened figuring out the show because it, it uh i think our, our biggest challenge going into this was to find the humanity of this character and now it seems self-evident that this guy is you know that jimmy mcgill is human and he's vulnerable and he's struggling but it wasn't self-evident to us at the beginning and i i don't remember how it happened but um we had this image of him in a position of having to take care of a family member of, a, yeah. of his brother and the more we talked about this brother uh the more i started feeling Sorry for both of them. I, yeah. I felt I felt emotionally connected to both of them, and that that to me was a big breakthrough because Saul Goodman, as much as we loved the character, as much as we loved writing him, there was something, uh, there was something. It was a lack of like emotional connection to him. I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it exactly. This guy, this guy grounded Saul so deeply, and I think then I, when we opened the writers' room, I think the question really was why? Why is Chuck a recluse and we thought we thought a lot about it and we watched uh, one movie that was uh, kind of influential for us was the movie Crumb which, yes. in which, oh, which our, such our, movie. our Crumb, movie. Our oh, Crumb such and, and that's such a wonderful yep. movie and it's really really worth seeing uh, because uh, there is the, our Crumb who seems so odd when you meet him um has gains depth when you meet his brother, who is who is twice as weird as R. Crumb is, and in fact, it may be as much or more of a genius than yes. Crumb is, but can't deal with life. And less I think, functional. And less functional. Yeah. Far and less whose functional. Name, whose name is Charles? Whose name is Charles? Yeah. And you know, we were also we were just you know we were thinking about this and uh, the, the the dependency between the brothers. And uh, that, I, just, to me, that was where the depth of the character really started. He started popping for me at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I, that was where I got, I got really attached to him. That, that, that Crumb was, as I recall, was a definite inspiration. And this, this poor, unfortunate gentleman, the real-life gentleman in the movie, mm -hmm. is, comes, is, it's, just, it's a sad, you know, uh, it's a victim of depression. Um, and, 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 and so, the, and, and so, this is not. Do not take it too yes. literally. Yes. Uh, our Chuck uh, versus Jimmy. Do do not take that too literally. It was definitely an inspiration, but this is not. I wouldn't say it was much more than that. Although oh. we did allow the name to inspire us as well. That's, that's uh, that is true. I mean, it, Charles McGill is nothing like uh, Ch Charles Crumb. I mean, yeah. they really, they really yeah. are two very different 
yeah. two two very different guys. And I, th- I think it's at this point in the show, it's it's an open question. Well, actually, this is the episode where we start <clears throat> investigating. What is this illness Jack yeah. has? That's kind of why and I brought who, this up. And who, believe, who believes it? There who is a plan it? here. That's kind of why I brought yeah. this up. And, and I think, I think you know, and it's it's probably maddening sometimes for folks listening because you, you say, I, I get the question all the time. Where did you come up with this idea? How did you come up with that idea? Where did this come from? And I'm maddeningly vague, and I'm not being evasive or coy. I don't remember 99 times out of 100. Hmm. And it's because you just... It, it all flows over you, and the, the writer's room is just endless hours, endless days, <laughs> weeks, months, and you don't remember. I don't anyway, not the way my brain is wired in particular. I don't remember who said what or who said what when. or, But, but reverse engineering it, I think it could be added here that I think one thing that intrigued this, tell me if I'm wrong, Peter, mm-hmm. if you put, at least initially as we thought of it, if you put Chuck and Jimmy together, they make one perfect lawyer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, somehow they fill in. Was that that line in um, uh, Rocky? I guess we fill in, in each other's gaps, and you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. the one the one guy is a is an absolutely brilliant lawyer. Although Jimmy is no slouch himself as a lawyer, to be honest. But the one guy is scrupulously honest and and abides by the strictures of the uh, New Mexico bar. And the other guy does not. The other, but but the other guy uh, has this amazing ability to entertain and be, and have this He's gift. Very of gab street and, smart versus book smart. Yeah, it's street smart very versus much. book smart. And it's book smart, and if you could put them both together with a magic wand, you'd probably have the perfect lawyer. And I think that intrigued mm-hmm. us from the get go. That 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 concept. Yeah. Absolutely. They're also sort of. They seem to me like psychologically also like each other's yin and yang like the danger the dangers of thinking that you are a saint and the dangers of thinking you're basically bad and that you're a bad person and that both are so corrupting yeah wow that's that's well put i hadn't thought of that that was good you're smart ray seahorn yeah no no i mean that it's it's you're smarter when you wear brains and beauty you guys and i I usually have a british accent also that's true this is something people don't know that you're People don't know you're actually from South London. That's right. Yeah. It is. It is. That is an amazing. I'm not doing because <laughs> because there is no actor in Hollywood anyway. It's the law now. Yes, you have right? to be from Britain to that's, be an actor or Australia. Right. Yeah. A crown co- colony. I feel like Chuck was an amazing antagonist for the first half of Better Call Saul, mostly because it is a family member. It is, they have clearly have some love for each other, but also a lot of hatred, and it's just a very complex relationship to really dig your teeth into. I'm not someone who typically tends to care a lot about character-driven stories. I tend to drive towards action and plot and technology and sci-fi and all that stuff, but this really drew me in. We're going to go out with Chuck's final downfall and, of course, is a courtroom scene. Right, so with the lights out, you don't feel them? If the current's not flowing, no. Oh, sorry about the exit signs. I guess they couldn't kill those for you. Well, they're not drawing much current and they're far away. Intensity drops off with distance per the inverse square law. Okay, whoa, inverse square, I'm not a physicist. Could you dumb that down a shade for me? The farther away it is, the stronger the source needs to be to have an effect. Got it, got it. So if I had a small battery safe from a watch or something and I got it close to you, close to your skin, you'd know. I would feel it, yes. Can you feel more current coming from any particular direction right now? From that back wall, or uh, from over there, or up through the floor. Can you tell us where the nearest source is right now? 
Jimmy, do you have something in your pocket? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. My cell phone. From this distance, you should feel it, and you don't, do you? Mr. McGill, you were warned to leave your electronics outside. It's all right. It's all right. May I? Just as I thought. There's no battery in here. You removed the battery. <laughs> That's a sorry little trick, isn't it? Yeah, you got me, Chuck. Dead to rights. I removed the battery. Objection. Sustained. You've taken all the leeway you're getting, Mr. McGill. Wrap it up fast. God, Jimmy. Don't you know by now this is real? I feel this. It's a physical response to stimuli. It's not a quirk. What do I have to do to prove it to you? I don't know, Chuck. Could you reach into your breast pocket and tell me what's there? <laughs> what now? Can you tell the court what that was? A battery. Mr. Chairman, please. You recognize that man in back? His name is Huel Babineau. He's on our witness list. You bumped into him in the stairway. He'll testify he planted this fully charged battery on you over an hour and a half ago. Hour and 43 minutes. An hour and 43 minutes. Thank you, Mr. Babineau. And you felt nothing. No, 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 no. It's a trick. It has enough to... Enough is enough. I submit that Mr. McGill's mental illness is a non-issue. If he were schizophrenic, Schiz it wouldn't take away from the fact that the I defendant... I am not crazy! I am not crazy. I know he swapped those numbers. I knew it was 1216. One after Magna Carta, as if I could ever make such a mistake. Never. Never. I just, I just couldn't prove it. He, he covered his tracks. He got that idiot at the copy shop to lie for him. Mr. McGill, please, you don't have to go You think in. this is something? You think this is bad? This, this chicanery? He's done worse. That's billboard. Are you telling me that a man just happens to fall like that? No, he orchestrated it. Jimmy, he defecated through a sunroof. And I saved him. And I shouldn't have. I took him into my own firm. What was I thinking? He'll never change. He'll never change ever since he was nine. Always the same. Couldn't keep his hands out of the cash drawer. But not our Jimmy. Couldn't be precious Jimmy. Stealing them blind. And he gets to be a lawyer? What a sick joke. I should have stopped him when I had the chance. And you, you have to stop him. You... And the audio from the scene is still going. There's just a lot of nonverbal expression between the different participants in the courtroom, from Kim to the judge to Jimmy to Chuck. And there's something I find is really good about Better Call Saul. They just know how to use silence. I apologize. I lost my train of thought. carried away <clears throat> do you have anything else no nothing further
and that is basically the downfall of Chuck and the end of the first half of Better Call Saul. Just an amazing way for an amazing character to go out.